welcome to episode 50 of Teen Girls Investigate Crime Podcast. Whoop, whoop. I'm Jillian. And I'm Izzy. Okay, um, so for our 50th episode, we decided to cover, like, a really interesting disappearance case, which has, like, not happened in a while. Yeah, it hasn't happened in a while, and this one is, like, very well known. Yeah, to... I think so, it, but it's, like, one of the ones I feel like it's not known to the public, it's known to, like, the true crime for Exactly. Which, it, it's, like, a good middle ground, like, I like it. Yeah, like, it's not John Bonet level, but it's not, like... Super obscure. Super obscure. Not that, like, I feel so bad when we talk about true crime cases like this, because these are, like, real people. Yeah. But, like, I'm sorry, I'm insensitive. We really try (laughs) not to be insensitive. Yeah. But anyway, this disappearance is just, like, super interesting, and I feel like there's a lot of, like, different ways that people have, like, you know, looked at it. Mm -hmm. And especially I noticed when I was researching, this was kind of known as, like, the first, like, case that was publicized on the internet, which I didn't know that. And this was, like, one of the first case that had, like, internet sleuths and stuff. Ooh. Which is actually, like, really cool, and I think that's how so many, like, theories and stuff came about. Yeah, and this case actually reminds me of um, Patricia Maheen. But, yeah, I feel like they have really big similarities, but I feel like Patricia Maheen is way more under the radar. Yeah, so, yeah. I think so. The, they both have, like, wacky theories, I think, mostly. Yeah. there's some... Like, there's so much room for interpretation. Exactly. Okay. It's like a, like, well cop poem. Yeah. H.L. Lit things. It's just like that. It's just like that. <laughs> okay, let's get started with some background. Maura Murray was born on May 4th of 1982 in Hanson, Massachusetts. She was raised primarily by her mother, Lori Murray, but she still had somewhat of a relationship with her father, Fred. Her parents had divorced when she was pretty young, but... Um, while she was raised, like, mostly by her mother, she's had a pretty good relationship with her dad. Mm-hmm. Um, she grew up with four siblings. Uh, she had an older brother who was also named Fred, uh, two older sisters named Kathleen and Julie, and a younger brother named Kurt. Wait, so, oh, wait, never mind. What? I was like, oh my gosh, so two of the kids are named after the parents, but then I realized the mom's name is Lori. For some <laughs> reason, I was thinking Julie. I, I, never mind. I think it's funny that the girls have, like, good names, and then the, the boys have, like, Fred and Kurt. Yeah. Like, there's no creativity in Fred and Kurt. No. We were just talking about Glee, actually. It's kind of funny. Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that. That's, like, the only thing I can associate that name with. Yeah, we were talking about how problematic Glee is. Yeah, we just had, like, a good conversation about how problematic Glee was. Like, a long conversation. Um, okay, so Maura was on the track team in high school, and after graduation, she attended the United States Military Academy at West Point. Do you get emails from there? I do get emails from there. They keep they keep asking me to join the military, guys. What do I do? Yeah, no. What are you going to do? I mean... I do not have the physical athleticism to join the, the military. I wanted to be in the military for a good long while, and now I realize how delusional I am. Did I was. Did you get the haircut? Because I couldn't get the haircut. No. I think if you have long hair, you can just put it in a bun. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I don't think all the girls have to get, like, buzz cuts. So. That's good. Alright. That's good. Yeah. I never had to get a buzz cut for, like, lice. Did you ever know kids in elementary school got, like, buzz cuts every, like, two months because they got lice? Maybe, like, little boys. I never knew, like, a girl who got a buzz cut, though. There were definitely girls in my class who used to get buzz cuts when they got lice. Seriously? (laughs) Yes. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that insane? Okay. I did not. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, she went there and studied chemical engineering for about a year and a half. Girl boss moment. Yeah. um, But she later transferred to the University of Massachusetts Amherst to study nursing. Um, prior to her disappearance, there were a couple, like, strange occurrences that, like, I feel like fit more, more better. They fit better. They fit more better. More better. They fit better in, like, background information rather Mm -hmm. than timeline just because they, like, they relate to some of the later theories, but nothing, like, has been confirmed that they relate directly with her disappearance. Got it. Okay. 
Starting with November of 2003, which is a couple years prior to her disappearance, Mora got caught ordering and paying for food with a stolen credit card at, like, multiple different restaurants, but the charges were eventually dismissed because she had, like, quote-unquote behavior. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't even, I don't really know a lot of other details. I don't know whose credit card this is, like, who, how she got caught, whatever. And how she got dismissed for yeah, good behavior? exactly. Um, white privilege. Yeah, literally. Um, okay. So then, so after the credit card fraud thing, I, I almost tried to combine all words, and I was like, credit card fraud. <laughs> credit card fraud. <laughs> but, um, after that... She was fine, you know, the charges got dropped, she kind of just minded her own business, but I think it was still, like, on her record. Yeah. Okay, on February 5th of 2004, which was four days before her disappearance, she had a phone conversation with her sister Kathleen, which resulted in, like, this really emotional response from Mora. Mm-hmm. So she was working around 10.30, she had this job at, like, the campus security office. Nice. And afterwards, she was just, like, completely unresponsive. Like, mm. Just sat there, like... Like catatonic? Like catatonic. Um, so her supervisor actually escorted her home around 1.20 just to make sure she was, like, you know, good. And when she was asked, like, what was wrong, Maura was like, my sister. And that's all she said. Wow. That was it. That was the whole thing. And this was, like, really mysterious for a while. I'm sure people, like, yeah. were going off the charts theorizing. And eventually, in, like, October of 2017, her sister came forward, and she said that she had talked to her sister that day about, like, this kind of annoying thing that had happened to her. Not annoying, like, bad thing that had happened to her. Mm-hmm. She said, so her sister Kathleen was an alcoholic and she had just been in rehab. Yeah. And her fiancé picked her up from rehab and on the way back stopped at a liquor store. What? Yeah, and so Kathleen, like, said that that kind of provoked a breakdown for her. But then after she called Maura to, like, kind of tell her everything that happened. And apparently that provoked, like, that response from Maura. Oh, my God. I mean, it would. That's so upsetting. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine... Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah. So, I guess that, like, explains that. That can, like, I wrote it down as strange occurrences because it's kind of lumped in with the rest, but I feel like the explanation kind of, like... Makes sense. Makes, it's fitting. It's it's not like the rest of, it's not like the next thing I'm about to tell you. Yeah. Okay, so on February 7th, 2004, which is two days now before her disappearance, her dad, Fred, came to take her car shopping, and then they, like, went out to dinner with a friend of Morris. After dinner, Mara borrowed her dad's car and dropped him off at his motel, and then she took the car back to campus to go to, like, a college party. Mm-hmm. Then she left the party, like, really early in the morning, like, the next day, like, 2.30, 3.30 a.m., and during those early morning hours, she crashed the car and caused, like, a good bit of damage to it. Uh. <laughs> okay, so she took his car and went to a party and then did that? Yeah. Oh, okay. So it was, it was, it was pretty fucked up. Um, so she managed to get her way to her dad's hotel room and just ended up spending the rest of the night there because it was, like, a couple more hours by the time she'd crashed the car. And, I mean, you would get shaken afterwards, yeah. so it makes sense. Um, so then the next morning, they talked to the insurance people or whatever, and they learned the damage would be covered by the insurance. And they had plans to talk on the phone Monday night, which was the 9th, so they could fill like, an accident report with insurance and just make sure everything was all settled. Like, I think it was, like, a good bit of damage, but thankfully, like, insurance yeah. was being covered, so she didn't really have to worry about it. But wasn't it, like, thousands of dollars? Oh, yeah, it was, yeah, it was like, it, it was, was like, 10000 Yeah. <laughs> but they, I guess they had good insurance. I don't really know how car insurance works, I'll be honest. I don't really know how any insurance works. I Maybe, like, it was just, like, uh, yeah. I yeah, I don't, I don't know. But, you know, her lucky break, she crashed the car, she fucked it up, but, it, you know, it's not actually going to cause that big of an issue for her. So, she had plans to talk with her dad on Monday night about everything, and... That was the plan, but that never happened. Okay, now we're going to get into the timeline. So, that Monday that she was supposed to talk to her dad, 
Monday, February 9th of 2004, that morning prior to leaving her college campus at the University of Massachusetts Amherst, she actually sent out an email to her professors and her work supervisor. And this email stated that she would be missing the next week of her classes and work due to the fact that there had been a death in her family. And obviously this isn't weird. You wouldn't get a lot of questions from this from your professors, obviously, because it's probably a sensitive topic. Yeah, like, what are they going to say, no? (laughs) Yeah, what are they going to be like, okay, no, you need to come to my class anyway. But it was weird because her parents later stated that there had not been a death in her family, nor a death which could have had any effect on Mora. What does that mean? (laughs) Basically, no death happened. Whether it was a family member or one of her friends. There was just no... no, Nothing nothing. happened, yeah. And she also submitted her nursing homework electronically before sending out this email, I guess just to wrap everything up. So, that's weird. But then she went back to where she was living and she packed a bag, and this included toiletries, makeup, workout clothes, some school books like textbooks, etc., and multiple days worth of clothing. Sounds like she's going on vacation. Exactly. Not to go, like, grieve someone's death. Anyways. And at 3.15 p.m., she went to an off-campus ATM machine where she then withdrew almost $300 in cash, which was nearly all of the money in her bank account. Okay, so $300 did not really shock me, but the one it was, like, all of her money. Yeah. And she just was taking that all out? Like, that's sketchy. That's weird. And after taking out this cash, she actually went to a nearby liquor store and bought $40 worth of alcohol, which, again, it wouldn't be odd normally, but in these circumstances, it's weird. Well, she's doing weird. weird shit, and she also clearly doesn't have a lot of money anyway. Why would you go spend 40 bucks on alcohol? Yeah, why would you withdraw $300 and then And go I don't spend? know what her history of drinking was like, but, like, based on her sister's, like, issues with alcohol, it seems bizarre that she would drink. Like, I don't know how, like, I mean, I'm not saying necessarily, like, I don't know what her history was, but... Yeah, I think it's just, like, weird circumstances Yeah. paired with their history with it, like... There's just a lot of weird factors that are contributing. There's nothing to suggest that it was out of character for her, like, we know that she literally went to a party, like, whatever, like, two nights before this... So you never know, but, like, it was weird that she went and spent $300, like... Well, then, when that's, like, most, like, that's a good percentage of her money. Exactly. So it's just odd. And by 4.30 p.m., she had actually headed out of town in her Saturn, which is a type of car, and started the trek to New Hampshire, of all places, which is, again, like... Yeah. And her... Mara had not told anyone that she was planning to go out of town, and her parents have no idea why she would have been going to New Hampshire, And the reasons for the spontaneous travel are still completely unknown. Okay, I'm going to pause you because I want to say this now before, like, we get any further. Mm -hmm. Does it not sound like to you that she had, like, some sort of, like, secret boyfriend or something? That's what I was thinking. I was literally thinking that. Like, she ended up, like, they, they know now that she bought, like, wine and stuff. Like, what if she was just going to meet him, like, in the mountains or something? Yeah, like, this is literally what it sounds like to me. Yeah. Like, that's, that's literally what it's... And, like, if nobody knew about, like... If she hadn't gone missing, then this wouldn't have been... Like, yeah, because it doesn't sound... It doesn't sound like she's running away. No. She finished... She turned in her homework. That stands out to me. That totally if stands out to me. If you're running away, you don't... Turn, like, why would the... Why the fuck... If I was going to run away, why would you why bother emailing your professors? Yeah, exactly. Like, like don't show up. Yes, a death in a family is a very extreme excuse Okay, that's for a missing common class. excuse. Yeah, but it's... Like, what yeah. else are you going to say? Like, that's the most common thing in the book. 
I mean, I guess I'm sick works. But, like, I guess it does warrant an explanation for why she would have been going out of town. Yeah. If anybody asked. Yeah, I think it, like, kind of adds up. It does make sense. But it sounds like, I mean, she packed stuff, like, to go on a trip. Yeah, like, Like, it wasn't like she was packing weird things, or, like, she left her apartment, nothing taken. Yeah. Like, I feel like that would be weirder. Like, yeah, she left some stuff there, but she packed, like, a A bag. Like, a bag, like, to go on, like, a trip. Like, she packed toiletries. Yeah, and, like, maybe it was, like, a secret boyfriend, so she didn't want her parents to know. Yeah. Or a secret relationship. she had another boyfriend. She had a boyfriend at the time. Oh, I see. So maybe, yeah. That's totally valid. She had an affair. Exactly. So... That that's a, like a good theory. That checks out, honestly. Okay. Anyways, so that night at about seven twenty-seven p.m., a woman named Faith Westman called the police in order to inform them that she had seen a car accident on the corner of Route One Twelve, which was adjacent to her home, and this was in New Hampshire. And she also stated that the car appeared to be stuck in like a ditch of sorts. Mm-hmm. And this corner was actually a really sharp turn. So I'm assuming that it wasn't out of the ordinary for people to, like, crash or, like, run into the ditch or whatever. I don't understand why people make roads that, like, are common for people to crash on. No, literally. Like, that seems like an issue, like an (laughs) engineering issue, but anyways. And at this time, like, right after she made the call, another pastor boy named Butch Atwood, who was actually driving a bus, was passing the scene in his bus and stopped and said that he asked, like, the driver who we know is Mora if she needed any help. And she declined and said that she had already alerted roadside assistance of the accident and that she was okay. She was in an, another accident? Like, yeah. This girl's a bad driver. Yeah, like, <laughs> she needs to get her license revoked. <laughs> Anyways, Butch knew that there was no cell reception in the area, so he went home and called the authorities. And his house was actually, like, really close. And he placed the call to 911 at 7.42 p.m. And when they asked if, like... The woman in the car was injured. He said no, and he claimed that the woman just seemed very shaken and that the airbags had been deployed, but he saw no blood or visible injuries. But you never know. Maybe she hit her head or something. Yeah. Um, And at 7.46, only four minutes after his call was placed, the police arrived at the scene of the wreck to find an empty car, and the woman had disappeared into thin air. Um. Yeah. And this is weird for a lot of reasons, but mainly because she disappeared in, like, a matter of minutes. Yeah, that's literally... Okay, so it's not yeah. four minutes, because he placed the call at, what, 7.42, and he had to get back to his house. Exactly. But, like, what, that gives you, like, 15 minutes max. Max. And how far speed. are you going to walk in 15 minutes? Or, like, why would you leave? Like, you already know that multiple people have, like, come up to you. Yeah. Like, it's weird. And, like... And none of these people really said that she was acting strange. So just, like, Mm -hmm. keep that in mind as we continue on. So the car wasn't identified as Mars by police, and the investigation was immediately deemed as a missing persons case. And when they arrived on the scene, an officer noted that, like, some elements stood out about the car. So the car had actually been locked, and there was a box of red wine in the passenger side seat. Like it was left locked? Yeah, like it was left locked. Okay, that's weird. Which is weird. And also, like, another thing about the relationship thing. Red wine. <laughs> a box of red wine. Like, boxed wine? Or, like, I just said box bottles. of red wine. It might have been multiple bottles or, like, a box of wine. Okay. I don't think box wine I don't think box wine is So it was probably, like, a couple bottles in a box. Yeah, but, like, also... Red wine. Red that's wine. Like, what is that, the sex wine? <laughs> it, I think that's, like, a legitimate thing. It's, like, a... What is it called when you, like... Food that makes you, like... 
In the moon? Uh, it starts with an A. Aphrodisiac. Yeah. It's an aphrodisiac. I think. Or we just made that up. Yeah. I mean... Anyways. There were also stains on the ceiling and floor of the car, and from what I found, they weren't identified. Okay, but also, like, stains on a car is, like, not very... Uh, Unless it was fresh, but, like, it never stayed in anywhere that was fresh. I mean, yeah, I mean... So... As a kid, I feel like the car, like, we, my, mom used to, my mom used to drive a minivan once, and I, when I was a kid, she, like, used to spill her coffee, and I was yeah. like, my brother and I were, like, you know, we'd make messes, we were little, like, exactly. cars have messes. And, like, my car is old and used, and I have, like, some stains in my car, and, like, yeah. I've she was a college student, too. Car. They were, like, minimal. Mm-hmm. I noticed them, because I'm in it, <laughs> but, like, I don't know. And she had a, there's, okay, this is weird. She also had a Coke bottle that had some unknown red liquid in it. It was never clarified what this liquid was. Was it cherry Coke? We don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Just unknown that's, that's red weird. liquid. Like blood? Or? Was it blood or was it cherry Coke or like, was it fruit punch or was it wine? Mm-hmm. Like, like, we don't know. What if that was, she just didn't have a cup to drink her wine she wanted to get the, the party started or something? Literally. <laughs> Like, you never know. Like the empty Coke bottle was just, like, she just poured right into yeah, it. Yeah, she was like, you know what? I have a long drive ahead of me. And the tailpipe... Okay, this is really weird. And I actually asked my dad about this part because he, like, works on cars. Mm-hmm. So the tailpipe actually had a rag stuffed into it, which was really weird. And at the time, they were like, oh, okay, red flag. Mm-hmm. But we later find out that Fred, who's her dad, had told her to do that in order to avoid getting a ticket due to excessive smoke coming out of the tailpipe. Okay. So, I talked to my dad about this. So, excessive smoke coming from a car's tailpipe can mean, like, a bunch of things, but mainly the two main causes is, like, the car burning oil or that there's, like, a head gasket, gasket issue and both of these can lead to issues with the car's engine if not treated properly. And, like, if a car's burning oil, that basically means that the oil reservoir is leaking and all of it's burning within the engine, which can cause, like, combustion within the engine, which is bad. Mm-hmm. And you can get a ticket from this because, like, obviously it's a danger for you to be driving on the road. So it made sense that she had and, something in her tailpipe? Yes, except for the fact that by stuffing the tailpipe completely to avoid the smoke... It could lead to, like, an internal malfunction in the engine and could lead to issues with how your car runs or if it'll even run at all. So, like, it could have caused the accident. It could have caused the accident or, like, yeah, it's just, like, that's bad. Like, that, like, like the tailpipe is like made... Like, car shopping. <laughs> exactly. Like, the tailpipe, the tailpipe is made to expel, like, gas or heat to, like, keep the, like, you engine... expel gas. Sorry. <laughs> to keep the engine from combusting. So if that's, like, clogged up, clearly her dad know jack shit about cars, because that's, like, bad. And also, this is, like, did he know that she was going on a long drive? Interesting. You never know. And then also the scene surrounding the crash was searched by, like, EMTs, a bunch of different people, and nobody was ever found. I don't know how in-depth this search was, but... From what I've read... I think it was pretty in-depth. However, I don't think they did it until, like, later, a couple days after or something. Which is... Like, they did not do an immediate search. Ridiculous. Okay, you guys ready for theories? Theories! We haven't done these in a while. Yeah, I know. So, like, disappearance theories are so much more fun. Oh, my God. For lack of a better word, though. Yeah. (laughs) Not to be rude, just, like, for lack of a better word. Okay. So, theory one. She staged her own disappearance. This is, like, a really popular one. I mean, yeah. not by her family. I think her family hates this theory. So, yeah, I apologize to any family member that could be listening to this. Yeah. Um, okay, so she had this kind of, like, troubled past. 
there were these like weird stories for, that I mentioned earlier, like with the credit card fraud. I keep wanting to say credit credit card fraud or something. Credit card fraud? Like it's a, it does not flow off the tongue easy for me. Yeah. Um, so then there were also reports that she was asked to leave the military school that she was at because she was caught stealing from a campus store. Like the, Okay. There's like this like pretty substantiated rumor that when she was going to school there, she stole like makeup from a campus store. And then they asked her to leave. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then also there was this rumor, like, I mean, these are pretty substantiated rumors because, like, this is a pretty well-known case. So mm-hmm. when I say rumor, I'm using it, like, lightly into the fact that, like, police, I don't know how much they've substantiated it, but, like, there's a lot of people saying it's true. Yeah. So then there's another rumor that she was the driver in a hit-and-run accident that, like, injured a classmate, and that occurred on the 5th of February, which is four What? Which means that that would be the third accident that she got Within, into like, a week-long week period. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, there's this kind of rumor. So, clearly, things were not going the best for her at that time. Yeah. She was having some issues. Um, and it's possible that she was concerned that this, like, troubled past would impact her future career and, like, ability to get jobs in nursing. And this car accident... I'm not really sure which one here. (laughs) One of the three. Yeah, one of the three could have been just a final straw for her. And she decided to stay shown to his parents. Yeah. The other reason that she could have stayed shown to his parents is this theory that she was pregnant and ran away to Canada. Interesting. Yeah, okay. So one of her last internet searches was about how, like, alcohol can harm an unborn child. Uh, Yeah, like, that was just one of the final things she Googled. Are you serious? Yes. Like, very specifically. That's so specific, and it's like, there was any alcohol in her car? Like, that's, oh my god, that's Like, I just, I can't think of a reason that someone would Google that unless they were pregnant, or like, their best friend was pregnant. Exactly. Like, I like, literally cannot think of a reason not why you would Google that. There is no reason why. Oh, well, she was a nursing student. Okay. Okay, but I feel like if it was, like, a part of, like, her schoolwork, we would have known You would have known, now. yeah. I mean, she was a nurse. Yeah, that's that's fair, actually. Yeah. But, like, she's a, she's a pretty damn bad nursing student <laughs> if she's, like, looking up if alcohol can harm, harm an unborn child. <laughs> um, the Canada thing is kind of random. She was never, like, seen in Canada or anything, but people kind of just threw that in there. So New like, Hampshire, that's, like, up there. Yeah, I mean, it's on all the way. up there, like, on the way, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um... And this seems kind of just strange, because the theory suggests that her family, like, specifically her father, helped her, like, escape. What? Because, like, he was there and stuff. Maybe, and, like, the tailpipe thing, yeah. too. Like, it kind of checks out a little bit, but she's made, like, no calls and had no contact with them in all the time that she's been missing. And her, like, credit cards haven't been used. Yeah, like, all of this has been being tracked, and, like... Yeah. Like, I mean, if you're staging your own as parents, I wouldn't use a credit and, card. Yeah, the cash would make sense in that situation. But, like, you'd think that they'd notice something with, like, an unidentified phone call going into her parents. Yeah. Like, I'm or sorry. Like, if you're running away and you're knocked up, like, you're not gonna, like, not talk to your parents ever again, especially if they helped you with the disappearance. Exactly. And it's like, I don't feel like that's a big enough reason to completely disassociate yourself. And then her parents, like, in this case, if they knew about it, they would be keeping up, like, the missing person thing for 20 years at this point. Yeah. And, like, I just, I can't buy into that. No. I really can't. I really, Yeah. It's an interesting theory, though. Yeah. And then the next two are just honestly, like, pretty run-of-the-mill. you got to talk about this. So the first one is abduction. So the suspect would be an opportunity for, like, 
Well, basically, more would be at the subject of, like, a predator or a serial killer. Maybe she got into this car accident and, like, someone offered her help and she was like, okay, or whatever. Like, nobody had come to help her at that point. Or, like, I don't know. Maybe she just got, like, pulled into someone's car. I think that makes sense. I think that totally makes sense. Like, on the side of the road, and, like, that would explain how she got away so quick and no one, like, noticed Nobody noticed, yeah. Like, she got out of the car and then... Whoever this person was was like, oh, I'll give you, you no know, like a ride. Yeah, like a, like, tri- a, like a, I don't know, like a place, like and a then, car service or something. Yeah, I don't know. And then she was like, sure. And then she got in the car, and then that was that was it. Exactly. Also, it makes sense because like serial killers like patrol highways. Exactly. Like, they have areas on highways where they look for people, especially like people with, like like opportunity like that, like where people get into accidents. That is like a people, yeah. Like, look for that. Like, and she had like a Massachusetts license plate. She was young. Probably looked like she was lost. Probably looked like she was like, lost. She was shaken. Like, like, I mean, that's like, I mean, if not seriously serial, injured. Yeah, if you're a serial killer, like that's that's like target. Yeah, that's target worthy. And I mean, someone that knew the area, not to mention, would be able to exit the scene very quickly and cover it up. Yeah, and like also, I'm expecting that they're probably somewhere pretty rural. Yeah. So, yeah. And not to mention, the scene was not searched immediately, and the evidence could have been totally gone already if there was any. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if this was just some person on the side of the road, like, there probably wouldn't yeah. be evidence. Because like, she would have just gotten in the car by herself. Yeah. You never know. And, I mean, this sounds like, this area already kind of sounds a little bit sketchy. It would make sense, too. Sorry, I just thought about this, with her doors being locked. Yeah. Like, if he was like, oh, you know, leave your leave your car locked, yeah. and we'll, like... Come back for it. Yeah. Then that, and then she would be like, yeah, I'll lock my doors so nothing gets stolen. Exactly. I mean, and that sense. Yeah, that would make sense. And also, like, if she was just up and leaving, why would she crash her car and walk? Yeah, like, that doesn't make any sense. And not take any of her stuff with her? Uh-uh. Especially after she already talked to people. Like, if you're staging your disappearance, why would you get into an accident, talk to two different people, and then be and like, all right, I'm going to go now? Exactly. Like, that doesn't add up. It doesn't add like, up at all. Like, you already have some guy saying, like, yeah, she's totally good. Yeah. So that's just, like, a really interesting theory, in my opinion. I and I think sense. it's the most plausible. Well, I think it makes sense. I feel like we've... We've solved it, Izzy. We she solved was she it. was going to a like house for the weekend or for the week with her like secret lover. Or a friend. You never know. A secret friend? Yeah, maybe she was just going to the mountains to see a friend. A secret friend? I don't know. No one secret. has secret friends. I'm thinking secret affair. Secret affair, yeah. She was not going to see a secret I mean maybe like a secret lover friend. You like, never know. Not a secret friend. <laughs> or maybe her friends were just going up to like have a girls' weekend. You don't think someone would have come forward and said, that? Nah, that's where she was going. Oh, fair point. I'm, th- I'm thinking she was having an affair. Yeah. She went up to the house for, like, this affair week, and she, didn't, she never made it because she got into an accident because she's exactly. not a very good driver. Yeah. <laughs> and her car was dysfunctional. And then some guy took advantage of her. Opportunity sampling. No, not <laughs> opportunity sampling. No, I think we literally just solved it. I think that makes so much sense. I think that literally makes so much sense in my mind. Like, it doesn't even make sense to bring up the next theory. So, the next one is death. <laughs> Stop. Goes, I don't think it makes a lot of sense to bring up the next theory. Mm. So, the next theory is death. <laughs> but basically, like, this theory is limited. I mean, she wandered into the woods and died from exposure, committed suicide. Maybe she had a head wound and that influenced this. Maybe she had been drinking and this influenced this. But it doesn't make sense because her remains were never found. And these would have been, like, on the surface. They wouldn't have been buried. That wouldn't have been covered up doesn't make sense yeah and found remains i literally i think that the abduction 
one makes the most sense. I think so. I think we've literally solved it. She was going off to have, like, this affair thing for the week. Yeah. And she just got, like, intercepted. Yeah. And, I mean, she's in college. Like, she wouldn't have expected to get caught in a lie. Yeah. So, I think that makes the most sense. Like, seriously. And also, it kind of makes sense. Like, no one probably would come forward and be like, yeah, I was the guy she was going to meet, or I was the person she was going to meet. Exactly, because she was in a relationship, and you wouldn't have wanted to taint her. Yeah, and then if you don't say something for so long, like, why would you come forward later? Then that makes you sound sketchy. Exactly. And then it doesn't even wrap up any more of the mystery. It just makes them more of a suspect. Yeah, no, I'm sure whoever this person was, they didn't come forward at first because they were like, didn't want to get caught. And then as they got older, they were like, well, shit, I should have come forward. But, like, now if I come forward, it doesn't. Sketchy. Yeah. Like, like, it's, like, what's influenced you to come forward now? Yeah, exactly. Like, it wouldn't make any difference in the case anyway. Yeah, it really wouldn't, unless... Like... Yeah. Unless you were involved somehow. <laughs> yeah, but then, like, you don't come forward if you were involved. Yeah. So it's just, like... I don't know. A vicious cycle. I think that we're right. I... Yeah. I, I mean, I think we I solved think. this one. This is, like, the John Bonet one. Like, I'm so certain. We have different opinions on John Bonet, do we? I feel like we don't have to No, it's the mom. Thing. Okay, but, like, I'm not entirely sure about the mom. I'm, yeah. I think it was it's that the, creepy Santa guy. I do, too, like, yeah. Like, when I people ask that. me, I'm like, yeah, it was the mom. But if I, like, really were to sit down and have a long conversation about it, I'd it, say it's it was the Santa guy. Like, if I'm having an intellectual true crime to true crime conversation with you about it, all the evidence suggests the Santa guy. Except for, like, you know, science. Except for science. <laughs> and then also, like, I just, I totally disagree that it was a brother. Oh, yeah, for sure. 100%. I just don't buy it. I don't buy it. I don't think it's substantiated. I don't think he has rhyme or reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guess we'll never know. Guess we'll never know. Maybe we'll cover that case again. Maybe. I think, yeah, I'd like that one. Izzy and I were talking earlier, we were like, I don't care how old we are, whenever they solve John Bonet, we're coming out with a new episode. No, like, us when we're, like, 90, so, teen girls investigate crime. <laughs> By then it'll be, like, hologram podcasts or something, like. <laughs> yeah, it won't even be, like, the point of, like, listening anymore, because you'll just, they'll be like, that's, like, a freaking anchor she keeps trying to get me to do video podcasts. No, we're like, okay, guys. That's I gotta, a YouTube video. Yeah, no, literally. Like, we're not gonna do a YouTube video. We're never gonna do, like, a video. Unless we're doing, like, a live show or something. But, like, I literally, like, I can't express to you how trash I look when we're recording. <laughs> Currently, I am wearing my sweatpants yeah. and sweatshirt. I, like... <laughs> okay, guys. The good thing about podcasting is you don't see our faces. Yeah, it's perfect. It's perfect for us. It's nice for you. And you just get our personalities. Okay, this is our <laughs> 50th episode. Thank you for listening. Whoop. Tune in again in two weeks for another new episode. And in the meantime, follow us on Instagram at tgic.podcast. And check out our other podcast, Toxic Positivity. Bye! Bye.